I was walking down the street. I was chasing my dreams. And basically, I was in an elaborate scheme in order to try to accomplish my goals. So here's the story behind that, though. You know, because a lot of people don't understand what it is that your goal is in life. You know, what exactly is a goal? How do you accomplish a means of gaining an entry to a goal? A lot of people need to look at like baby steps and stuff of that nature. And that's what I was thinking, too. Because babies, they, they don't take steps, you know, they crawl. And you got to learn to crawl before you can, you know, do anything else in life. So I had to start from the beginning, from the day that I became a whole person and not a, a, a seed that was shot out of a cannon, so to speak, you know, because we all start there. We all start as eggs, hard boiled, you know. So, I'm here to tell you the story of a hard-boiled egg, and it started when I woke up one Friday night. Well, actually, it was evening, around 1 o'clock in the hospital. So, um, whenever I got home that day, from what I've been told, my grandfather held me in his arms. And didn't want, um, <clears throat> didn't want anyone to take me away from him. To take me, to take him away from me. I don't know. However, however you word it, you know, it doesn't. It's not important. The important part is, whenever I woke up that day, I realized something. I realized that by waking up. The, the world was my eggshell. And keep in mind, I was an egg at the time, and I didn't understand anything at all. I didn't have not one nary of a clue what was going on. Hard-boiled, like I said, just been dipped in water. And no, it wasn't a baptism. It wasn't some sac sacrilegious ritual anything like that nothing was going on nothing out of the ordinary that happened to happen didn't even happen if that makes and of course it makes sense because I'm the one that said it alright and um the next plausible explanation that I was given is that it happened like lightning in the sky. In other words, it was the most natural, naturally occurring thing that you could ever imagine that would happen in your dream. Do you get what I'm doing here? I'm, I'm mocking someone. I'm not sure who it is, but it's a celebrity that talks like this. Yeah, it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know why I just did a Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anyway, by the time I got 11 years old, I remember I woke up and uh, opened my bedroom door 
um, at the time I was living at uh, my aunt's house, looked on the um, looked on my bedroom door and um, seen a it was like a flyer had to be a letter but um I couldn't read so of course I didn't know what it said you know I was like DW from uh, Arthur she said because you guys haven't seen that meme she says this this isn't going to bother me because I can't read and then she opens the door <laughs> or like a uh, Bobby Hill from uh, uh, King of the Hill he apparently writes something down on a piece of paper in this meme uh, template that they have and then he puts it up to the uh, glass and then when the glass is um hang, hang on one second we got a small dick energy small dick oh would you look at that I'm 40 years old can't see my toes <clears throat> anyway back to what I was saying what ended up happening was um, he ends up putting it because he's on the outside of the school, right? And for whatever reason, they're on the inside. And you know how whenever you're in the school, sometimes you can look outside and you can see like the, the grass and all kinds of, you know, maybe like the playground or whatever. Well, that must have been what those kids were looking at whenever Bobby Hill put the uh, sign up. He's trying to, I guess, tell them something without actually screaming it to their classroom because he was on the other side of the glass. And uh, his principal comes by and his principal says, if those kids could read, they'd be disappointed. What the? Where'd you come from? You know, she's supposed to be in there grading papers. I don't know what principals do. You know, you can't, can't ask me nothing. Anyway, like I said, you know, somebody left a flyer or uh, something on the, my bedroom door that day that I woke up. I must have been like 11 or 12 years old. I asked my mom to read it to me, and then she said, um, it says, I had a great time last night, and um, you should call me. And there was no phone number, just an email address. And I was like, what the, how am I supposed to call it? So she started talking about Skype. I went outside. Looked up at the sky, didn't see anything. So I walked back into the house. Well, I tried to, the door was locked. So I thought, well, damn. Now I'm gonna have to cast a level two lightning spell on this door, and whenever it opens up, I'm gonna be mad at someone for locking the door. So couldn't cast a level two lightning spell, but um, I could remember the email address. And then that's when I realized that I forgot my phone. It was in my car. My aunt had my car because she had to go to work. <clears throat> so she wouldn't be back for another three days, you know, as, as one does whenever you start working. I was like, well, damn. Left my phone keys in my car keys next to my phone where my car keys were and my aunt went to work. So, you know, I mean, it typically takes people two or three days to get back from work. I remember one time I had to go there and it took me a whole three days to get back. But um, anyway, I was walking down the street because 
had nothing else to do. I was locked out of my house, didn't have a car. For that matter, I didn't know how I was going to get from one side of the road to the, to the next. So, I'm walking to the gas station. I finally find the gas station. Whenever I do, I go in there and then I ask the guy if I can use his computer. He tells me if I can get it untangled, then I can gladly use his computer. And I thought he was talking about his girlfriend. Because she was tangled up. She was tangled up in the corner, and I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. At first, I thought that I was dreaming, but then I realized that I already ate a... <clears throat> I already ate a funnel cake today, so I couldn't have been dreaming, you know, as one does. You really can't eat funnel cakes in your dreams. I've tried, trust me. I've always wet the bed. So I figured seeing as though that I already had a funnel cake, and I didn't wake up peeing that... There was no chance of me getting home unless, of course, I did what Dorothy did in The Wizard of Oz, the hokey pokey. And I didn't have a key or a lock, so there's no way that I could... I mean, the hokey pokey is a two-man dance. You can't do that, you know? And you need a key, a lock, and a blowtorch in order to even get the... Uh, In order to even try to accomplish it, you know, earlier I told you about goals, you know, you got to accomplish goals in your life. And right now I've got a few of them. First of all, I need to find my, I need to find my phone. And that's what I was thinking to myself the other day. Where's my phone? You know, like couldn't find it. There's nothing going on in the house. And there's definitely not any Wi-Fi near here or over there, anywhere else for that matter. And the next thing that I realized was that I didn't have my vehicle and I was already at the gas station trying to get to this motherfucker's computer, but I couldn't get to his computer either because he told me it was tangled up, but I didn't see it anywhere. And I didn't even know this guy, you know? I don't know what he's got on his computer. So I told him, thanks for letting me use the bathroom and then I left. You see how many goals that I had to accomplish today? I can't even get my front door open. Some dickhead left me a note telling me to look at the sky. Maybe he was telling me to get on a website called Skype. I'm not really sure. But anyway, these goals that I'm trying to accomplish, I'm trying to accomplish them all in one day, and sometimes that can be difficult, you know? Sometimes you just gotta, like I said, baby steps, you know? Because Whenever you try to accomplish a goal, sometimes you don't find what it is that you need in order to get to that goal. But sometimes you got to take smaller, smaller steps in order to get to the bigger picture. <clears throat> Think about Jesus, you know. Jesus, and I'm not trying to blaspheme here or anything, you know, not at all. He had smaller goals that he had to accomplish. He had to flex on some people and tell them, Hey, I was the Messiah that I told you all that I would be. You know, you, you guys told me that I wasn't the Messiah. And on top of that, you've been hanging and crucifying people for years, for years, who would come and say that they were the Son of God. 
But whenever you finally meet me, what do you do? You get mad at me. You sell me for 12 pieces of silver or something. Yeah, I see you, Jewish people, over here trying to live your life. Judas. You know, he's basically a Benedict Arnold. And I'm not talking about the thing that you order whenever you go to IHOP either. I'm talking about Benedict Arnold. You know, the guy who, <clears throat> in case you didn't know, he sort of turned his back on America during the Revolutionary War. The guy has two first names and he's going to turn his back on America. Stupid British outlaws. Anyway, back to what I was saying. You know, smaller goals to accomplish the bigger goals. That's what Jesus did, right? I mean, he cured a blind man. And on top of that, I mean, he did a lot of other, I don't want to say magic tricks, you know, miracles. A lot, a lot of people would say magic tricks, and I don't know why, you know, this. I mean, think about it. Miracles. They, they have to be miracles, because none of us can do them, right? So, they're miracles. He was a carpenter, or a miracle worker of some sort. But anyway, he's no Bob Marley, you know. I mean, get your priorities straight. A lot of people would put Bob Marley above, like, Jesus, because he did, like, peace work or whatever. I don't know why I would put Jesus first. And I don't necessarily like Bob Marley or Bobby McFerrin or Bobby Hill <coughs> or Bobby Roode. But anyway, I just, you know, life goes on. What ends up happening is, you know, I was walking through the forest, couldn't find anything to eat. And um, like I said, smaller goals, but I could find a coconut. Only problem was I didn't know how to get into the coconut. Like I said, I ain't got a key. I ain't got a secret password to get inside the coconut. You know, I didn't know how to get this thing to open its legs. It's, it's not important. Why am I talking about it? But I did see some water. So I decided to go take a drink of the water. Thought that it would be a good idea at the time. I mean, fresh water tastes fresh enough to me. Little did I know that I was at the Caribbeans, and um, for those of you who aren't aware, they have some of the saltiest seawater you'll ever taste. And um, earlier that day, I got bit on the tongue by a spider, and then I got stung by a yellow jacket on the cheek because I was hiking through um, the Andes Mountains. Don't ask me how I got from the Andes Mountains to the Caribbean. It's a very long story. I guess I'll have to tell you it another time. But don't worry. It took a lot of baby steps. It took a lot of preparation. You know, as you would know, that if you have any small steps to get you to your bigger goal, as I've stated before, you know, consistency is something that I pride myself on. But back to what I was saying. Couldn't get inside the coconut, didn't know the magic password, didn't have a lock and a key, and for that matter, 
I wasn't about to break any bones. Tried to elbow drop it from the top rope, didn't work. Uh, tried to use a middle chair that I seen laying around. Didn't know whose chair it was, but figure steel metal folding chair could crack open a, a person's skull on TV. You know, much like Seth Rollins would crack open someone's skull or for that matter, catch them off guard. I figure if my best bet was to basically use a metal folding chair to solve all my problems, just like I've seen on many instances of professional wrestling. But that wasn't the case, especially in this instance when the coconut went straight into the sea. And like I said, I thought, okay, coconut's in the sea. Obviously, I want the water that's from the coconut to come to me, so I better drink the water that's in the sea. And it didn't work. I got botulism, toxin, and uh, I got four strains of hepatitis DNA. Yeah, they make that now. Hepatitis D, hepatitis N, and hepatitis A. Oh, and small penis syndrome, apparently, if you heard that motorcycle just drive by me. You know, some dickhead jackass, probably on his way to, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. Um, you know, he's, he's probably on his way to fuck his grandma or something, and um, he's got to impress her because, of course he does. If you think about it, he's um, probably got some somewhere to be. I'm sure, just like all of us do. At the end of the day, you're always trying to meet your goal. And trying to meet your goal can be very difficult whenever you don't have the right ride to get it done. And that's why motorcycles are completely um, stupid, you know, whenever you think about it. Also, the fact that two wheels is legal here in beautiful, beautiful Bluefield, West Virginia but four wheels is illegal some stupid law <clears throat> yeah i don't know who came up with that one but um it's not very fun because i know how to drive a four-wheeler but no one around me um no one around me wants to drive a four they're like just get you a, a bicycle or something anyway back to what i was saying trapped in the rainforest so i decided it was a good idea to drink the coconut water out of the sea and um in doing so i got four types of dna botulism toxin and um uh, four types of hepatitis hepatitis dna yeah, I got all four out of four types. I didn't realize it until I woke up at the hospital the next morning. And um, the doctor looked at me and, of course, he's, he's trying to tell me while hopping on one leg that um, I could be facing low potassium levels. And then I told him, that's great. I'll face it when it gets here. Just like my opponent tonight is going to face the chair. And then my entrance music played and I walked out of that hospital. I didn't even have to sign any paperwork. The only thing that I had to do was tip my waiter 
which I didn't remember seeing a waiter. Just a few cute nurses. More small dick energy as, of course, a four by four, probably a high lift or something, decides that it's a good idea to drive past me. And at the time that it drives past me, it has to make sure that it revs its engine really loud so that you know that he's not got any um, big balls, you know, small balls, small dick energy, as I stated before. He's probably eating a hot dog with one hand, and for that matter, he's probably drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade with the other hand. You know, small dick energy. Anyway, I woke up in the hospital, and uh, oh yeah, I left the hospital after I seen a few cute nurses, and um, apparently they wouldn't give me their phone number, because I asked for their phone number, but all they gave me was an email address. I really didn't like that. I was walking home and she told me to Skype her. Once again, I looked up at the sky and I didn't see anything. Yeah, people around this time were really weird. While I was walking home though, I couldn't help but hear something in my ear and um, it turns out that there was a, there was a small white guy standing five feet from me and um, he was wearing sunglasses and what looked like one of those suits that Steve Harvey would wear but what clearly wasn't Steve Harvey maybe he went to the designer men's warehouse just like Steve Harvey does and um, the next thing that I seen was that he was yelling into a microphone everybody make some noise and I asked him what his problem was, and he told me, hey man, I'm Pitbull, how are you? And I was like, well, you don't look like much of a dog, but I'll take your word for it. And he said, yeah, uh, they just paid me $100,000 every venue just to say, everybody make some noise. And I was like, oh, okay, do you mind sharing it? And then he said, yeah, that's, that, that's no problem, man. You wanna make some noise? And I was like, huh, I don't understand what your goal is. And then he's like, well, my goal is to, yeah, I'm a hype man. He's like, I'm a fronter, you know. I go out there and I have people make some noise. I was, I was so confused. I didn't understand what he was trying to get me to agree to, but I accepted the terms and conditions. And um, after I pressed OK and accept, all of a sudden, he just picked me up. Like, he's really strong, you know. I thought he was a small white man, but no, he's really strong. Pitbull must be like 230 pounds, maybe. I mean, he's much bigger than I am, that's for damn sure. I mean, for a dog, <coughs> he, he's treating me like Knuckles, you know, from Sonic the Hedgehog. And then he started flying in the, all of a sudden, out of, out of nowhere, rap music started playing. And I was wondering what the hell was going on. And he told me he dropped me off in Las Vegas. And I woke up in a hotel room and um, I went to leave. Whenever I did, opened the front door and the next thing I knew, I had a uh, piece of paper on the, on the door and I couldn't read it. So I used Google Translate 
an AI bot to read it for me. And um, he told me he had fun last night and I should call him, but he only gave me his email address. I thought that that was pretty strange, seeing as though that I didn't see any numbers. And um, was just wondering who the hell is Pitbull? And why does he get paid so much? Just, just to say three simple words. Uh, oh, four simple words, actually. Is, is everybody one word or is it two? Everybody. I mean, I feel like it's a two-syllable one word, but I could be wrong there. But that's not important. You know, you get paid $100,000 just to say two or three words at one venue. Who are you, fucking Kid Rock? No, you're not. You're not even adult rock, you know? And kids shouldn't be making that much money. Do you know how much money Kid Rock makes? Yeah, I don't either, but that's not the point. <clears throat> the point is that whenever you finally get to where you're going, your goals in life, you know, like Pitbull's goal in this hypothetical story that I, of course, have spun for you. His goal is for everybody to make some noise. But in order to get there, I'm sure that he had to take some baby steps in order to ensure that everyone was going to, in fact, make said noise. I wonder what happens when no one makes any noise, you know? Does DJ Khaled just not pay this man? And why were so many people leaving their email addresses and telling me to text them? <clears throat> like, I, I don't understand that. Give me your phone number if you want me to text you, you know? That makes absolutely, positively, no sense to me. Especially the fact that no one there knows who you are. And that happened to me like four times this week. So, I don't know what the hell's going on here, but I need to ask someone for some answers. Thank you all so much for joining me this week. My name is Mocha. This has been the Gut Wrench Podcast, episode number 93, if I remember correctly. Um, I never bothered to check it, but I suppose that I could do that now. Yes, I can. I was afraid that if I was to uh, close that, that it wouldn't let me do that. One second here and all right. I hope that you all enjoyed this improvised episode for um, I've been so busy at work and everywhere else that I wasn't able to really uh, sit down this week and provide. Um, my audience with sufficient enough wrestling that I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and, and I had this idea sat down basically. Um, and for those of you who don't know what this is, this is um, my unofficial Netflix special. So, you know, I was on stage for a minute, then I was 
telling some stories and hopefully it, it still contains the same vibes as the consistent um, and long-running episodic energetic episode that I usually kind of uh, pump out every week. I feel as though that I've met my goal for the week and seeing as though that I only had like this is Friday whenever this is being record, recorded and it's like uh, 9 o'clock so I knew that I wouldn't be able to get out an episode by Saturday um, because you know it's almost 10 o'clock at night and unless I plan on staying up all night and taking notes for a wrestling event that I wasn't going to be able to meet that goal. And I do apologize for any interruptions that have happened throughout this episode, but those are out of my control. And those are nothing but um, neckbeards who've got nothing better to do with their lives. <clears throat> yes, episode number 93. My name is Mocha. This has been the Gut Wrench Podcast. I would like to thank those of you who have stuck around for the full 30 minutes instead of, you know, trying to make sense out of what doesn't make sense because I decided instead of explaining it to you that I would just go ahead and um, see where it goes after so much. It's, it's hard to explain. I would just explain it to you after it's already done, as in giving you the context once the episode is already concluded. So thank you all so much for joining me. That's a wrap. Good night, everybody. So there I was in the middle of the McDonald's and this guy just taps me on the shoulder and asks me, buddy, who are you talking to? There's nobody. You keep looking over at the wall and uh, talking or whispering to yourself, who are you talking to? And I just looked at him and he's dressed in red gym shorts and it's negative 10 degrees outside and um, flip flops and a scarf and a red baseball cap. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy must have stepped out of a time machine because he looks like that he's from the 1990s, you know? Because, I mean, who dresses like that anymore? Uh, especially whenever it's negative 15 degrees outside. Whenever you think about anything that happens in your life that would ultimately decide the meaning of your life and especially the style of your clothes. Someone of that nature just makes me sick. It turns my stomach. As a matter of fact, while I was waiting there at that McDonald's, as I previously mentioned, um, <clears throat> I ended up throwing up because this guy was looking at me like I was a diseased creature, you know? And I couldn't stand that. So, 
per my ultimate judgment, I decided that it was a good idea to go to the bathroom and splash some water on my face. And whenever I came out of the bathroom, that guy that I told you that was wearing like sandals, red baseball cap, and gym shorts, well, now he was wearing nothing but a Grimace costume, you know, the fucking mascot for McDonald's. <clears throat> I was so confused. So, of course, I went back into the bathroom and I started splashing toilet water on my face. And whenever I came out, I slipped and uh, tripped on my own vomit because, like I said, I'd th thrown up earlier. But somehow the throw up, instead of being in the line that I was in, somehow it had moved from the line that I was in, which was previously 15 feet away from the bathroom, to the bathroom floor. So I went back into the bathroom and I splashed some water on my face again from the toilet. And then whenever I came back out, the guy that I was telling you guys about that was wearing a Grimace costume, now only had half of a Grimace costume on, and the other half was Freddy Krueger costume. And I mean, it was almost like split down the middle. Half was Freddy Krueger, and half was Grimace. And I was like, well, that is my worst nightmare. This is a creepy fucking acid trip, is what I was thinking. And um, the next thing I did was uh, I walked outside and all of a sudden it went from negative 15 degrees to positive 95 degrees within the blink of an eye. It was almost like I was living on the moon or, or the, the tinkle taco zone or the twilight zone rather. I don't know what the Tinkle Taco Zone is, but, you know, it must be whatever the opposite of the Twilight Zone is. <clears throat> and, um, I just remember sitting there just wondering where did my life go wrong. <clears throat> and as I was burning up, I started seeing, like, mirages of, like, cowboys and and fish sticks all over the place and I couldn't couldn't quite I couldn't quite contain myself you know and uh, maybe it had something to do with me splashing toilet water on my face like three times but whenever I opened my eyes uh, I kept hearing a ringing noise whenever I opened my eyes um, this guy was looking at me and he said, hey buddy, are you okay? And I swear he was dressed up like a fish stick. And I was, I was so incomprehensible or so uh, uncoordinated, unorthodox and what have you that I remember answering his question and saying, could you bring me the tartar sauce? And um, he brought it to me and I poured it straight on him. And then I said, thank you. Thank you, sir. And his wife was looking at me, and she looked like she was dressed like a shrimp. So now I'm, I'm not making fun of her size, like 
she wasn't small or anything, you know. I've heard the old expression, a shrimp dick, and that's of course referring to a small dick, but I wasn't referring to that. Um, I was referring to the fact that she, like in my delusion, delusional state, which no one was calling me an ambulance, she told me though that that wasn't very nice and then I asked her if she could bring the cocktail sauce. I asked her rather if she could bring me the cocktail sauce because you know cocktail sauce goes good with shrimp from what I'm told. I've never tried it but she did. She went inside the Burger King and brought me the cocktail sauce and whenever she did um, I went ahead and poured it on her, or I mean the McDonald's. I can't remember whether I was at a Burger King or a McDonald's, but that's not important. And I poured the cocktail sauce on her, and she thought that I was trying to be rude, but I told her that whenever I have a talking fish stick and a talking shrimp talking to me, it's extremely hard to take anything that they say seriously. And then she said, sir, do you need me to call you an ambulance? And then I said, no, you don't have to call me names. You see, because I thought that she was going to look at me and then say, you're an ambulance. Because technically that would be calling someone an ambulance. But um, I, I bet she, she should have said, you know, do you want me to call emergency services? Something like that. You got to be careful how you talk to some people because there's people like me who just be a smart ass all the time. But at the same time, it's better to be a smart ass than a dumb ass, I guess. And um, the next thing I seen was this man on the floor and he was flopping around like a fish. And um, I can't remember how, but. I do remember someone coming up and grabbing him and putting him in a cooler, almost like trying to keep him fresh, you know? And I heard a ding, like a ding noise, and um, I woke up and I was in the bathroom. So that whole entire thing must have been just a dream sequence of someone's imagination. And um, upon said dream sequence of someone's imagination, I remember waking up and then thinking, man, I'm never snorting toilet water again, you know? Because, I mean, if that happened to me in this dream sequence and I was passed out in the bathroom, um, this guy trying to wake me up and he looked like a talking diaper. And who the hell is this? And he told me that his name is Mr. Diaper. So, of course, I listened to everything that Mr. Diaper had to say because he told me that um, his, uh, his parents' names were Johnsons and Johnsons and um, they owned a family company. And he told me that I'm gonna have to get out of his facility because they accused me of doing drugs and I couldn't comprehend what it is that he was trying to say but um, 
it, it wasn't pretty. You know, Andy smelled bad. I'm not sure what part of that was supposed to be like him being serious or him just making a whole bunch of, you know, potty mouth jokes toward me. And he didn't have to get all potty mouth on me. I mean, I get it. I snorted toilet water, you know, done a lot worse in my life. But at the same time, whenever you look at someone like that who doesn't have their life together, it's almost incomprehensible to take them seriously, you know, because you have to deal with a lot of family problems, I'm sure, because your name is, or your family name is Johnson's and Johnson's, and of course it had to be a family company, you know. Be like a rapper named Little Caesars. I mean, you're just begging for trouble. Or for that matter, if your name was Jesus and then you spelled it Jesus, you know, like a lot of people would be mad at you for that. I just mean if you're a rapper, you know, like just imagine for a minute you're in the public eye and you're a rapper in this hypothetical scenario that I've painted for you, and your name is like Little G, and then instead of just announcing your name as Little G, there's a pause because, of course, there's a hyphen between G and E and U-S-E. Little G, thus, you know, like not only are you Little G's, but also you're sus, you know. I'm going to stop saying you know because that's annoying. <clears throat> However, you can't look at these guys and uh, automatically take what they say at face value just because, you know, you wake up in a Burger King and the next thing you know, <laughs> I hate to keep saying that, but the next thing that happens is someone's breathing down your neck telling you to get out of their Johnson's and Johnson's uh, uh, facility. But then I probably took the shampoo out of my hands and, or uh, I mean out of my pocket. I don't keep shampoo in my hands. What do I look like? A soap dispenser? I took the shampoo out of my pocket and I probably washed my hands and also my my face and my hair and uh, it was a very relaxing rewarding experience but um, back to my first story I was in line and I was trying to tell this guy that um, he didn't see whoever it was that was standing beside of me you know with the um, uh, proximity error that I was having because this guy was right beside of me and he kept asking me why exactly it was that I was talking to myself whenever he told me I was talking to a wall but I don't remember talking to any walls it sounds a bit strange and convoluted so of course I had to drop him like a sack of potatoes I hit this man right square in the button of the nose and he dropped like a sack of potatoes. Of course they called the police and the police gave me a medal. They told me that he was a wanted criminal 
out of Yugoslavia. Um, and whenever he told me that, I took offense to it because I thought that he was calling my mom a, a Slavia, which is Russian for you know a certain word. I don't. You don't call my mom a Slavia. Only I can do that. But um, he gave me a medal and he promoted me to deputy. He also deputized me so that if I see any more criminals that I can slap the cuffs on them and send them in the pokey, you know? And, um, the next thing that I did was I set up a traffic cone over at the uh, Burger King that I was at and I told anybody that if they wanted to uh, get past the traffic cone that they're going to have to pass a uh, sobriety test. And all night that night, I ended up doing nothing but field sobriety tests to make sure that these customers at the select Burger King that I was at, to make sure that um, they're not under the influence of any drugs like I was, the toilet water, you know, you, you can't, I keep saying, you know, and I, I swear that I'm not trying to, you know, this, and I said it again, God damn it, this is going to be like a, one of those drinking games where you guys say in the comments or something, uh, take a shot every time he says, you know, because, you know, that would be funny. I said it again. God damn it. Okay. I need another transaction word, other, a transition word, rather, other than, you know. Because not everyone knows. Anyway, the next thing that I did, there's another one. The next thing that I did was, uh, I woke up in the, uh, bathroom of this uh, hotel room and I was humped over the toilet and I was thinking to myself oh no oh no did I do it again did I do the toilet water and I thought you know there it is again god damn it I only have a few moments before the police show up and throw me into the pokey because they deputized me but here I am breaking my own laws, breaking my own rules, and I can't do that, you know? I can't do that because that wouldn't necessarily bring any... I don't... I don't I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. Get what I'm saying? That's a good one. That's another good one. Yeah, I'm going to write that one down. You understand that this is a ransom letter and I'm not going to kneel to your demands you better 
not tell the police that I'm here and that you will be self-conscious at this point in time understand what I'm saying and you will be under the impression that I have the fullest extent of the power in order to encapsulate the oh I'm sorry guys I was reading my lunch menu um, from last week I got off topic what were we talking about again thank you all so much for joining me I know I know you've already heard the outro you know and once again I'm, I'm getting into the habit of saying you know you know you know oh come on guys you you just know I swear that's not on purpose I know that you've already heard the outro however um because I'm the one who I just recorded it not that long ago however this episode was done in order to speak time and just fill an episode because I didn't have necessarily any time in order to preparation for an episode for professional wrestling and this strike is getting out of hand it's starting to really weigh on me because I have to download an episode of AEW or watch an episode of AEW Dark which isn't fun most of the time whenever I say that it's not fun it's not that it's not entertaining it's just that I have to pause every few seconds take notes I have to uh, stay off of stuff like social media talking to friends and uh, stuff of that nature have to put my phone down and just basically make it to wherever it's nothing but the absolute fondest of professional wrestling try to make an observation here or there or uh, try to you know go in depth about the story and how I feel that it was told or for that matter how exactly it was portrayed to be told um what exactly is it that I'm saying you know uh how exactly do I get to that next sentence and how exactly does it convey to those of you who may or may not hear what it is that I'm saying how exactly does it sound and on a deeper meaning on a deeper level wrestling isn't just about oh I watched a wrestling match oh it's a pretty cool wrestling match you know it's culture it's not like football it's not like oh did you see the game yeah I watched it I think Green Bay's going down this season 
I hate to say it, but Pittsburgh's got them beat. <coughs> Did you see the NASCAR race? Yeah, I seen it. Tony Stewart's gonna win. He always wins. Did you see the baseball game? Yeah, I watched it. He throws the ball like a little girl. You know, it's not like any of these sports that you might see throwing a ball. Oh, look at that. He threw another ball. Oh, look at that. He made another left turn. Made another right turn. Oh, would you looky here. He's got tennis or, you know, oh, okay. Now the Venus sisters win yet another trophy. John McEnroe wins yet another trophy. Tiger Woods hits another hole in one. All of these are repeatedly, uh, honestly going to keep happening. And it's, it's so hard to understand unless you actually understand, you know. I keep saying, you know, God damn it. I need another transaction word. But um, this episode was practically just me go, going to town on some convoluted story for entertainment purposes, you know. And I hope that those of you who have listened up to this point are listening in in a fashion that's like, oh, okay, well, didn't quite know what this was, but I'm glad that I tuned in. Or maybe I made you laugh. Maybe I don't necessarily know how, how much of an entertainment value this was because it was just some dumbass rambling about a non-existent story, someone drinking toilet water while snorting. And for that matter, well, snorting, you know, like, that's, uh, that's any better. And I said, you know, again, God damn it. I swear I'm going to go through some shock therapy. Every time that I say the word, I'm just going to push a button and then shock myself. Because my uncle does this thing. I don't know if you guys ever have any relatives or anyone like that. that um you might know of someone um who has a problem communicating and um he has a severe problem communicating because every other word is one of three possibilities you know what i'm saying that's what i'm saying And there's another one that he says too. It's um damn it. Well anyway, uh what I mean to say is that you know I don't wanna come off as this person that says one phrase every other word. And I almost said it again, you know? Unless it's appropriate to say it. 
because he always says, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Anyway, um, it's not important. It's just something that I thought that I'd bring up in, in psychology. And you yourself, the listener of this podcast, should maybe be more aware of what it is that you're saying and uh, make it a habit not to say the same thing every episode, you know, every time. And um, another thing that you could do is buy the merch linked uh, down below. But like I said, I just didn't have enough, sufficient enough time because I had to worry about a job interview. Um, I had to basically uh, get everything set up this week and I didn't even get started on a wrestling episode so I figure if anything this episode's better than any episode better than no episode rather and it keeps my uh, consistent hang on one second there we go some drunk son of a bitch just driving down the road nothing to worry about here you know if they just I said you know again god damn it if the government would just outlaw alcohol we wouldn't have this problem because they're definitely not going to outlaw like vehicles and it's just as simple as that as simple as that. Once you take away the problem, the solution will find itself. <clears throat> That's understandable, right? See, I almost said, you know, again. But I said that's understandable. Anyway, anyway, um, getting off the topic, hope that you guys had a great day and for that matter, I really hope that you found this episode to be somewhat uh, entertaining, somewhat enjoyable, and maybe it's not a wrestling episode, but like I said, it's going to keep consistently, uh, it's going to keep my consistent uh, episode flow going, so hopefully someone out there enjoyed it, and Consider this my unofficial Netflix special until I get a Netflix special. Thank you all so much for joining me. That's a wrap. Good night, everybody.